Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. What am I talking about this morning? What have we been talking about? We've been talking about circles, didn't we? And what's important about that is we, we, we spoke, we looked at how the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 10, how he talks about the spheres or circles that God has brought into our lives. Circles or spheres that can be even extended. And we looked in particular, the last time I spoke, we looked at how there are people which Paul talks about in that chapter who comment themselves, measure themselves by themselves, and compare themselves among themselves. And Paul calls these unwise. He calls the men are unwise because they comment themselves, measure themselves by themselves, and compare themselves among themselves. And we went on to talk about how we can best measure ourselves by looking from God's lens, by looking from God's perspective, by looking from the spectacles of God. And vis-a-vis -vis someone looking themselves from the worldly view, ah, should I be like my neighbor? Should I be, you know, like my sister? Should I be like my workmate? Um, should, should I be like celebrate so-and-so? Um, you see, which view brings lots of negative things, including sickness itself? Worry, concern, anxiety. For this reason, therefore, we need to talk about this thing called anxiety. Because it stems mainly from the fact that someone is putting thoughts on things or focus on things that are not God's word. It is happening every day. We are living in a, in a world that is changing so much. We are living in a, in a world that's where we know what is happening in, in the other side of the world. We are living in a world where people can do comparisons, social comparisons. You can go on any platform, social platform, and the temptation is naturally and, and automatically to compare yourself to someone. You see, should I have this, that body? You see, should, should I be so attractive like them? Um, I don't feel like I like my body. Uh, they are looking like they are well up. They are, look like they have money. They are, it looks like they are having progression. It looks like they are, they are getting promoted. You're looking at LinkedIn, right? Uh, it looks like uh, they, they, things are moving better for them. You are comparing yourself to these all sorts of people and me measuring on those things 
And at the end of the day, you are stressed, you are worried, and you are anxious. I, I, I will tell you, and I think you have been there as well, that you have been anxious before. Even as I speak right now, someone is, can be, may be stressed, someone may be worried. What is anxiety? What is being anxious? That's what we are talking about, being worried. Being, if I use concern, it's, it's, it's not really what I'm looking for. You are worried, stressed, and that opens the door to fear. And someone is worried even about their tomorrow. You are worried about what will happen. What will happen to my kids? What will happen to my family? What will happen to my job? What will happen up to my retirement? What will happen to my savings? And the more you think about this, the more you ponder on these things, the more you get stressed, the more you get worried. The question, is there a solution from the word of God? Is there an answer at all? We will read this scripture and today, by the grace of God, though I have lots to talk about, by the grace of God, I will not digress. Um, Philippians chapter number four, verse number six. I will, I will, the, the one that is on the screen is, is New King James Version. I will read the, the, the New King James Version, the NIV and the Amplified. Listen to this. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, and he says, Be anxious for nothing. For what? But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to who? To your neighbor, to God. And the result is what? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the New King James Version. <laughs> Philippians 4, 6 to 7, NIV says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is what the Amplified says. It basically it amplifies it a little bit. And it says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. You see, this, this epistle that was written to the church at Philippi is commonly known as the epistle of joy. <laughs> you see, but if I were to tell you the circumstance under which this epistle was written, you would say, I'm lying. You see, it's, the Apostle Paul at this time is in the Roman prison. He is in prison writing these magnific magnificent words. And actually, if you read more about it, you understand that he wasn't even sure whether he was going to go out of prison or whether he was going to die. And this man is waiting for trial. This man is in prison. He has more reason to worry and to write more concerning that or even complain. Because that's, that, that was his situation. Rather, Apostle Paul does not write that. He writes even more than what I have just written, uh, than what I have just read, rather. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, at this moment, I want you to know that you do not need to be anxious about anything. What are you worried about? It's a question. I don't need an answer, but hopefully you can find some answers within your hearts. What are you worried about? What are you anxious about? You see, troubles, they come. Challenges, they do arise. Temptations, often. Should you be worried? What's your response in such situations? Are you going to give thought, ponder, think much about that? And get worried. There are people, I tell you, that just like worrying. They just love it. If they even find themselves laughing too much, like, mm, why am I even laughing? <laughs> they want to arrest the laughter or the joy. They can't enjoy life. <laughs> I must be worried. I must be stressed. We have even penciled, we have even put in our daily vocabulary, I'm stressed. And as if it's fashionable. Like, I, I'm worried, you know, I'm worried. I'm stressed, you know, help me to pray, I'm worried. <laughs> you can identify with what I'm saying, right? The question, should you be? I'm telling you, Paul had every reason to complain. He had every reason to write negative things. He had every re reason to, to do the, the opposite of what he has just written. Right? But rather, he talks about something called do not be anxious. But it's easy, you say, Adam, it's easy for you to say do not be anxious. It's, but what shall, what shall I do? 
Thank God that the Bible talks about the how as well. It doesn't, it doesn't just give you the rules. It doesn't just give you the do nots. But also it gives you the do. Right? It gives you the how. That's the nice things about, about the word of God. You see? So, I will touch on few things that I think the Apostle Paul says to us and would want us to, to, to emulate because it's in the word of God. You see, the first thing that you need to know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm talking to someone who knows Jesus because that's the first problem. Are you saved? Because I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the perfect answer to the world. I believe it. I am convinced, I am persuaded that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the answer. Thank God that you, you, you said yes to him. You invited him into, into your life. Second of all, that should be master of your life is the word of God. The word of God should take a center stage in our lives. We should embrace it. Jesus says, says in, 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 in John chapter 8 verse 32, he says, you shall know the truth. Did he say you shall guess the truth? He says, you shall know, no, no, the truth. And the truth shall set you free, shall make you. What it means is the word of God actually is the truth, absolute truth. It doesn't change under any circumstance. And it has, because Jesus says, the truth shall make as if to say that, it has ability by itself to make you free. The word of God has the ability in it when appropriated into your life or in my life to make the things that it says happen. It has an inherent ability within itself to propel me towards what it talks about. Oh boy. What it means is when the word of God is like a seed. So when I face a challenge in health, if I hear the word concerning my health, what it has is the faith, faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by? You need to hear it. And with it has the inherent ability to make you free. To make you free. Now, what the Apostle Paul says here is, if you go the previous verse, he says, Rejoice in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. What we have to learn is to rejoice, to celebrate in the Lord. We have to learn to celebrate, to rejoice in the Lord. Right? 
Rejoice in the Lord. The circumstances are telling you otherwise. But what you need to do is to do the opposite. Because we do not walk by sight, but we walk by? The things that you see, they are temporary. They are not the reality. There is the reality, the reality which is in the word of God. So the things that you are seeing should not affect your emotions. You shouldn't dwell on those too much. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It's like this. Can I ask you to, to just close your eyes for, for just one second? can open your eyes. When you were closing your eyes, was I not here? Was I here? But it's just that you were not seeing me. Right? So, what I'm basically saying here is, the things of God, they work by faith. Your divine health or that thing that you are looking for or you are believing God for, you are not seeing it. But that does not mean it's not there. Oh boy. So if you let the things that you see determine your joy or your happiness, then you are walking in error. Do you see what I'm talking about? Because... The word of God says we do not walk by sight. We do not walk by sensory perception, our senses. There is another dimension. There is a spiritual world. We walk by faith. By faith. By faith. So, we, that's why we have to learn to celebrate. In even, oh, this scripture just came to my mind. You know, even James says, count it all joy when you enter in different trials, in various kinds of trials. Count it all joy. We have to celebrate, irrespective of the circumstances or situation that you are in. Count it all joy. We, it's, it's, it's something that you have to learn to do. You have to learn to do it. The second thing that the Apostle Paul says is this. It's in that scripture again. If we, if we, if we read again that Philippians chapter 4. He says, but by what? By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. But let's, let's, let's split it a little bit. What he's saying is like, do not be anxious. I understand that you are in a situation. I understand that you are, there. You are in a different state. There are challenges that you are facing. I understand that. But he says, I'm not just asking you to not be anxious. I'm not just asking you not to be worried. 
But what I want you to do is to pray. When did you last pray? I'm asking. Obviously, it's a rhetoric question. When did you last pray? How often do you pray? When do you pray? You know, we did a series on prayer before, and it's something that you need to cultivate, something that you need to, to, to learn to do. You are growing in your prayer. He says, pray. Obviously, there are different kinds of prayer. But here he says, pray. You need to pray. Are you facing a situation? Are you in a difficult situation? You need to pray. What are you praying about? Listen, listen to what he says. He says, let your request be made known to who? Let your request be made known. You say God is all-knowing. Yes, he knows about it. But he's waiting for you to say it. Let your request be made known to God. You know, there's, there's another scripture where, where the writer says, he says, you do not receive because you do not ask. And then he says, even when you ask, you ask amiss. Here he's saying, make specific requests. These are not just requests. God bless. God bless me. Uh -uh. That's not it. You are blessed already. That's not what he's talking about. You see, make your specific. What's your situation? What does the word of God say about your situation? Make your specific request be made known unto God. And when you have made your request known to God, how can you be anxious? Why are you still anxious? Why are you worried? The creator of heaven is taking care of it. It's like you, you, you have gone to God, you have cast your burden to him, and you are still worried. The question is, have you let it go in the first place? Have you cast your burdens to him? This is what the scripture in 1 Peter, I'll read. 1 Peter 5, 7. He says, casting all your care upon him. Why do you cast all your cares upon him? For he cares. He does what? He cares for you. So that's why you are making that request known to him. It's not that you, you, are, you are doing it from a position of knowing that he cares. God cares for you. God loves us. And he's inviting us to make that specific. No matter how small you think that is. Because you are making that request out of relationship with him. God is your father. And he says, oh, I love this. He says, how? This is Paul writing to the Romans. If you go and read Romans chapter 8, 
around from verse 32. He says, how? He who did not withhold his only son, the only thing that he could perhaps may not have given us, something that you may say maybe he could not have given us. He has already given us that thing. That was his only begotten son. He says, how could he not, how could he not give you all things? How? He did not withhold his only precious thing. How can he not give you that which you are talking about? That's which you are thinking about. How can he not make way for you? How? He, the writer is saying, make your request made known to who? What it means is I'm not making my request known to everyone, right? Because they, I've, seen, I've seen it. The easiest thing is to tell people. Right? You know what? I'm, I'm going through a difficult situation. You know what? My, my son or my, my daughter is having this problem. You know what? My mom is, is, going to, is going through this. It's easy to tell people. What about? Have you told God? After all, when you tell people, they will make your situation worse. It's like, ah, oh, you know what? You have just told me. You know, you know my other friend, actually his father died out of the same thing. That's what you were looking for. They will make it worse. Before you know it, midday you are asleep. You are in your blankets midday. Because that's why you have to go to God. He has the answers. He will not make it worse. He is, he is a, a suitable provision that, he is, that is just specific for you. It's better if you can tell someone who can pray for, with you or pray for you. But the best guarantee, he has invited you to ask him personally. Oh, I love that one. This is James writing, James chapter 5, verse number 13. He says, is anyone among you in trouble? He asks, what did he say he should do? He said he should what? Let him pray. You are not thinking too much about it. Pray about it. Praise the Lord. The third thing that the Apostle Paul writes to us in that, in, that, in that verse, in Philippians chapter 4, he says, not only request, but he says, with what? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Oh, thank you that you know everything about me. Lord, I thank you that you have already done it. Oh, Lord, I thank you that my future is bright. Lord, I thank you that my tomorrow is okay. You see, you are speaking words filled of faith. You are thanking him from the scriptures. You are thanking him for what you have asked for. You are thanking him even for your tomorrow. With thanksgiving, you are not only make, making requests, you are also giving thanks. Or like we just did before, before, before this, this, this sermon. We give thanks. 
And one sure thing the Bible says, it says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue, he gives thanks well enough. The only thing is that my neighbor does not hear it, but I am giving thanks well enough. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well enough. You run out of things to say thanks God for? Oh, give, speak in tongues. I assure you, you give thanks well enough. These are some of the things that we have to learn to do. We learn to do. We learn to do them. We become conscious of them. We want to do them. We have to do. And one of the things that I was, I've always been taught is that when you hear things, hear to do. The other thing that, that, that we hear from, from, from the apostle, Apostle Paul in, to, to the, in his epistle to, to, the, to the Philippians, he says, after the, saying all this, he says, meditate. On verse 8, that scripture again, if you can put Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6 to 8. And then he says, after saying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are what? True. Whatever things are? Whatever things are? Whatever things are? Whatever things are? Lovely. Whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there is any praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. In other words, he's telling you the biggest solution to worry. He's saying, instead of focusing, by the way, I didn't mention when, when I started that the word anxiety, you will see in other versions, it says, do not be careful. It talks about careful. It's, it's the, the Greek word where it was taken, it basically means to as of think too much about it, to take thought of, as in thinking that takes away focus on something or from something rather. You are taking, it's a thought that takes focus from something. You know, it's the same scripture, the same, the same word that was used when Jesus was talking in, in, in Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 25. When you are saying, do not think about what you shall eat or what you shall put on or about your life. It's the same way that you are that you, for you to be worried, the source of worry is thinking on negative things. You are thinking negatively. The Apostle Paul in, to, in, his, in his epistle, using the same word, he rather says, you would, you would love or it's better for you to put your mind or to meditate on things that are true. On things that are just. On things that are honest. On things that are lovely. On things that are of good report. If there is any excellence, if there is any virtue, if there is any praiseworthy, think about these things. Things that are pure. 
He tells you things to think to think or to think about. Things things to let your mind ponder on. And the best thing to think about, you know what? Is the word of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, when someone is in a difficult situation, what's your response? When you yourself are in a difficult situation, what is your response? Because if you respond this way, I'm telling you, you won't be worried. If you respond scripturally, you won't be worried. So we talked about celebration. We talked about asking God, making your request known to God. We said, we talked about thanksgiving, giving thanks. And we talked about meditating on good things. Meditating on these things. Things that are true. Things that are just. Things that are pure. Things that are lovely. Things that are, that are of good report. Things that are virtue and excellence and praiseworthy. Think on these things. You see, in every, most parts of the scriptures, God tells us how we should not be afraid. The reason why this, I'm talking about this is because God is your father. And he has already sent Christ Jesus as an answer. And he has further provided a solution on living without anxiety through the scriptures. I love this scripture and I always speak about this scripture and even say to, to my daughter. It's one of the things that we, that we repeat before she sleeps. And you know what? It's an amazing part of the Psalms. We're going to do it together in closing. Psalms chapter number 23. Do you have Psalms 23? Let's, let's do it together. And this is something that you, you can tell yourself. So even when you are walking, the Lord is my shepherd. You see, you, you, are, tell, you are reminding yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. When you, are, when you are in trouble, when you think, when you think things are not, are not right, even when things are working okay, say, the Lord is my shepherd. Right? The Lord is my shepherd. The reason he gave you that scripture is that so you can boldly say it. If you go and read in Hebrews chapter 13, he says, it is written that the Lord is my shepherd so that I can boldly say. Right? So that I can boldly say. Right, so shall we do this one? Let's go together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me. For his name's sake. Stuff they comfort me in the presence of my enemies with oil. 
all the days of man. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, when you are in, 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 in any situation, any situation, remind yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He makes me to lie down in the paths, in, in the what? In green pastures. Right? So when you are saying those things to yourself, even if you pick any part of it, he anoints my head with, with oil. You, even if you pick any part of that scripture, it, it, just, it just makes you feel good. Right? So it applies to any, any scripture, any scripture. Take the scriptures, the word of God, speak it to yourself, and it will mightily do great things for you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.